Hello and welcome to another episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm Rose Adam Caster. Here as always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Damn Cowboys! Two and zero, two and zero. It feels great. It it, re- it really does feel great. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't rub it in because of the obvious circumstances, you know, that were associated with the win. But, um, given what I just watched from the Jets' defense, that game would not have been much different if Aaron Rodgers were playing quarterback. Jets' def- Jets' defense just looked outclassed. And they're still a great defense. I'm not saying they're not, but that was a an old school ass whooping by the Cowboys offense. That was just Dak and Dak and CD. I mean, oh my god! Save it. We're talking about the game. Just just save it. Oh oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save it. And and I debuted this a little bit on the Saturday mailbag, but there is an official new song. For an official new son of mine, that will be debuted on today's podcast. So, oh, I'm excited when we get to, when we get to the game. You'll hear it. All right, I won't tell you which game. Oh, it's not the Cowboys game. No, nope. oh, you won't tell me. Nope, it's not the Cowboys game. Okay. For the listeners of the Saturday Mailbag, they'll know exactly what it is. Okay, I'm excited. But this is a this is a full BTPFS non mailbag debut for. Well. This song before someone that is my new adopted son. So we will have an unveiling of who my new son is, and he will have a song to go with it. I'm excited. All right. Well, let's start off with Thursday Night Football. And the Minnesota Vikings made it look interesting and respectable against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Great day for Kirk Cousins. Bounce back. Great day for T.J. Hawkinson. Bounce back. Jordan Addison continues to be awesome. Yes. And so does Justin Jefferson. Uh, the one takeaway, obviously, is Alexander Madison. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to keep this very, very brief because I did put this in a column um, on Fantasy Pros, which I did get some slack for on the on the Twitterverse. And I got to say, this is like the first time that I've ever I've ever been you know chirped at on Twitter, and it was uh, it was kind of a nice feeling. To then, but then I was like, oh, I can't really chirp back. I don't know if my employers really like me chirping at the consumers like this. Um, but uh, neither here nor there. I said it in the column. It was going to be a down week for Alexander Madison. Talked about this on on every podcast that I did that I did last week, including this one. Alexander Madison was a huge sit for me. Um, hopefully, everybody listened because it was as you'd expect. Vikings offensive line is absolutely destroyed right now. Uh, Vikings confidence honestly looks to be a little bit destroyed. They picked things up in the second half and hopefully that'll be more promising things for what should be a, a, a shootout kind of game for two defenses that are really, really struggling with the Vikings and the chargers playing each other next week. That's when you start Alexander Madison, start him up, ride your horse. Yep. Um, definitely. Definitely. And the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, there are two pretty obvious spots, I think to go with this. Uh, it's either the running backs with that with no Kenny Gamewell or it's AJ Brown. I could make the AJ Brown point very brief. Um please, please God buy low on AJ Brown. He he is going to get I don't want to put a number on it, but I will. He'll have eight catches for 150 yards and a touchdown next week versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
All right. The AJ Brown game is coming. That's number one. Number two, the running backs. Please, 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 please listen to what I have to say to you, beautiful people. For any managers that have DeAndre Swift, you have homework this week. Sell, 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 sell. As high as you possibly can. Whatever you can get for DeAndre Swift, you do it. Like if you could, if you're turning, say, something as simple as DeAndre Swift or Damian Pierce, you do it. I'm going to try and package a deal where it's Swift and other pieces to try and get Travis Kelsey. That's my play. Wow. I'm going to try it. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. In any event, the thesis remains the same. Try and sell DeAndre Swift. Um, Kenny Gainwell, we don't know what his status is going to be for Tampa, but either even if he doesn't play and it is just DeAndre Swift, do you really want to start anybody against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that defensive line? That defensive line is 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 crazy good. Yep, it always has crazy, been. Crazy, crazy good. And you know, we're gonna talk about that game in a minute. So I don't I don't want to say too much, but I'm not going to be starting DeAndre Swift quite comfortably against Tampa, even if he is the standalone guy by himself. He may never have a game where he has 31 touches the rest for the rest of the year. So that is a an obvious sell high, ditch your shares, get what you can. Like if, if the best you could do is DeAndre Swift for Damian Pierce, I still would do it. De- DeAndre yeah. Swift for Alexander Madison, I'd do it. Just get something. Yeah. Yeah, especially with these these early season guys, I feel like that's a good play, to especially when they when they blow up like this. And I also want to make a point about Jalen Hurts. Um, he just hasn't looked particularly good the first two games, and I think I don't want to say teams have figured him out because I think that's rash, but I feel like teams have an answer. I feel I like. Think- Star quarterback play has been kind of down a little bit across the board. A little also. bit, a little bit. We saw Josh Allen bounce back today. Like I, like I said, he was going to. Um, Joe Burrow still is struggling, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But I think, I think you know, if if you watched any of the second half when the Vikings started to turn it around a little bit, you saw the Vikings start to drop five guys, and when they're doing that. And you see the Eagles, you know, what's their game plan? Their game plan is to try and take shots downfield. They want to really have that free-flowing, expanding, open offense. And when the Vikings are dropping five guys deep into coverage like that, they're giving Jalen Hurts the underneath options. But Jalen Hurts doesn't want to do that. Jalen Hurts wants to take those shots downfield. But when they're dropping those five guys mainly in zone coverage, they're taking those deep shots away. And when they're doing that, Jalen Hurts has no idea what to do. And the option is, of course, scramble, which, I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns. He had 24.5 points in uh, in my scoring uh, on ESPN. So, you know, can't be, it wasn't that bad. He, he definitely got bailed out. But uh, the, the lack of air yards in this game for what many expected was going to be a Jalen Hurts uh, masterclass, it just did not happen. So I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned about Jalen Hurts, but not enough for me to say that I'm going to be, you know, suggesting that maybe you go find another option because that's just not it. 
nor am I selling that you saying that you sell on Hertz right now. I think he's a very good buy, actually, if you, if you could potentially get him. Yeah, and you know that Eagles rushing touchdown thing, uh, the push is still working, so that's yep. still going to be there for Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, that that is that is a weapon in and of itself. So as long as that's still legal, then I feel like Jalen Hurts is still worth holding on to. Spot on. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Josh Allen and nope. the uh, comfortable win for the bills against Las Vegas at home. Um, the what's, what's the takeaway Josh Jacobs. Um, for the Raiders. Yeah. For the Raiders. Devonte Adams getting, um, also being injured. I, I mean, being injured. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about Jacobs. I mean, this is just what the Raiders are. They're, 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 they're stinky. Um, but nine carries for minus two yards. That's, that's really crappy. Thank God he had the five catches because ooh, in full, it kind of set kind of, you know, saved him a little bit. But even then, I think that just kind of, you know, cratered, cratered your day. This is what the Raiders are. They're just a very stinky, boring, bland football team that if they have to go without Devonte Adams to go along with Jacoby Myers, and we're stuck with the likes of Trey Tucker, Hunter Renfro, um Christian Wilkerson, DeAndre Carter. I'm just trying to think of all the re- receivers that I saw today from the Raiders. Uh Z- they are Zemir a White. whole shit ton of screwed. Yeah. Zamir White, a running back. Like yeah. yeah, they are they are oh my god, are they screwed? Yeah. Well, we knew that they were gonna be, I don't know, bad to mediocre. I would say mediocre. I, w- I wouldn't say I wouldn't say flat out bad, but you also have to remember. This is Buffalo. This was their home opener. They just were embarrassed last week by the New York Jets. The Raiders are one and one. We're talking about the Raiders as if they're an zero and two team because that's what they feel like. They feel like they're an zero and two team, but they're a one and one team. Yeah, well, I mean, they got a last second win against the Broncos, or like they, they all they, count they, the same, Adam. They all I'm aware. count the same. I am quite aware. So, but they'll go home. They had their home opener next week. They got punched in the mouth against Buffalo. They're playing against a, a Pittsburgh team that who knows what they're going to be, which kind of shape they're going to be in. You know, after they host, they host the Browns tomorrow night. Uh, got to see with Devontae Adams. Absolutely have to see have to see with Devontae Adams for sure. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh could be going into this game against uh, Vegas zero two. Uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely could be. So that's going to kind of think about, um, for Buffalo, as I go back to the scoreboard, uh, for Buffalo, good game for James Cook, except he didn't get a touchdown out of two rushing touchdowns for Buffalo. He didn't get one of them, but still a very solid performance, uh, from him. The most annoying thing of the day with James Cook was that he just didn't score. That was it. It was Lat Murray. It was Davian Harris. It just wasn't James Cook. That was the most annoying thing about this. And that might lead some people to say, uh, you know, oh, you know, what? what is his upside really? He's going to get his chances. He definitely is going to get his chances. 
Uh, we talked about this coming into the season, that James Cook might be your in-between-the-20s guy, and then when you get close, it might be Damian Harris. It's just unfortunate that now they just insist on including Latavius Murray into this into this absolute nonsense. It's annoying. It, it, it definitely is annoying, but it wasn't like no, James Cook of- was bad. If you if you lost today, let's just say you're you know, you're on a losing team, right? Is James Cook the sole reason why you lost? No. 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 Probably not. Do not blame it's, him. It's probably Josh Jacobs. <laughs> uh, um, sure, sure. There were there were others. Yeah, there, there were, were others. No, I know. Uh, what bird? Don't yeah. don't forget. It was a Latavius Murray revenge game. It was a revenge game. It was a revenge game. Um, but yeah, that's it for for this one. Um, there were a bunch of close games in the one o'clock window. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna save a bunch of those for last. Sure. And we're gonna go to another game that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh which is kind of gross. Oh, this game was disgusting. I mean, was there weather issues? Like, nope. I don't even know. No, nope. it, look, it looks pretty nice from the pictures nope. and the video. Nope. No, no weather. I don't get it. There was no weather. It was, there was supposed to be weather. I heard there was going to be weather. I heard there's going to be weather here. And I heard there's going to be weather in the, in the Tampa game. None. This was just stinky. This was just a really stinky, stinky, stinky game. Shit happens, basically. If you want the encouraging signs, though, even on a snap count, Travis Kelsey still scored. So that's cool. Yep. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony back to form. Yeah, Kadarius Tony caught, caught all five of his balls. Sky Moore, three for 70, touchdown on four targets. I, but it's like I still I still don't know who the alpha well, okay. Who the alpha of the receiving core is is obviously it's it's Travis Kelsey, but who's that next guy? Who's going to be that guy that emerges to be the complimentary piece? That way, Patrick Mahomes is just not having to rely on Travis Kelsey week in week out. And so far, the answer is, I have no fucking idea. Well, it seems like they're doing it by committee at this point because nobody uh, is yeah. getting any yeah. separation, pun intended. Yeah, but this asks, this just asks an even bigger question. You know, is is there a chief receiver that's worth starting in twelve team leagues? No, no, because no. you just don't know. No, you you pick up Sky Moore after this performance. It it definitely was was encouraging. Um, but like, do you start him with confidence? Not no. really. No, you don't start nope. Kadarius Tony with confidence. You don't start nope. Justin Watson with confidence. Nope. nope. It, like what do you do? It, it just feels like the two guys here that you're only st- you're starting with confidence are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the rest. No, no, honestly, even yeah. even Isaiah Pacheco, twelve for seventy, only one catch for zero yards. Jack McKinnon was okay. Eh. He was whatever. 5.2. I mean, I mean, I want more than that. I would but, also want I do, but I mean, I'm fine in the guillotine. But still, I agree. I would you you want more 
from that from a guy who was like probably a mid to late round pick for you. Yeah, it, it's just so, so incredibly mid. Yeah, thank God for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Otherwise, this team would be terrible. So, Adam? Yes. I wanted to check something because I wanted to make sure that this was correct. It is correct. We had an immaculate stat line today. We did. We did. But not in this game. I just wanted to make sure that I had it because it, it just came on the top, of, the top of my head. I wanted to make sure that it was correct. It was. So when we get to it, we can celebrate in style. I'm excited. I love this. This is my favorite thing about what we do. Oh, that's it? Not helping the people? No. <laughs> Second favorite thing about what we do. Did we have one last week? Did we just forget? Because now I'm curious. They need to the... have alert. I didn't think we had one last week. No, we didn't. They need to have alerts for this kind of thing. They do. Frankly. They do. That's that's a Twitter page in and of itself. The Immaculate Stat Line. Yeah, the Immaculate Stat Line Tracker. I love it. It's like the, the Twitter that says if there was Scorigami. They should yeah. just... Yeah. And just keep track of every single player who has ever had an Immaculate Stat Line. And I would follow that Twitter account in a heartbeat. Uh, a, a million, a million follows. Yeah, in a heartbeat. People, it's not just us. We're not crazy. You're crazy if you don't love immaculate stat lines. Immaculate stat lines are the best. Yes. Um. Okay. And then for Jacksonville, once again, weird game. Um. Just a. I mean, Christian Kirk, good bounce back week for him, but. A oh, huge bounce back week for Christian Kirk. Holy Moses. Yeah. 11 for a buck 10, 14 targets. You love seeing that. I mean, this kind of just gives severe big time DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett vibes. I was about to say, this just reinforces what you said last week about Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Yep. One's going to go off. One's going to stink. And it's going to be this way throughout the entire season. And yep. just is 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 stinky, but encouraging to see that Calvin Ridley had eight targets. It wasn't like you know he was out of the game plan. He also had two end zone targets from from what I can recall off the off the top of my head. Um, the big concern, honestly, for me is, is is Travis Etienne. I mean, I said this last week, and I was met with uh, with vociferous criticism by my counterpart here that. Travis Etienne scored a fluky touchdown, and if he didn't score a touchdown, he would have had a bad week. This week, he had a bad week. 12 for 40, two catches on three targets, 6.2 fantasy points, a full-point PPR. Had, had dealt with some cramps during the game, so maybe that is, is is a part of it. But it just felt like this game, a lot of this game, was just very ass-backwards and, 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 and weird. Um, but... It's a get-right game for everybody next week with the Houston Texans because they play the, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because spoiler alert, I already said it, uh, gave it away. They play the Houston Texans. Yes. Well, speaking of the Houston Texans, yeah, let's go to them next. Sure. And the Indianapolis Colts in Houston beat them thirty-one to twenty. Do I even need to say what the takeaway is for the Colts? Uh, Anthony Richardson needs to work with the baseball coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, sucks. It's annoying. Hopefully he's all right. And hopefully, you know, this is just a one-week thing and we don't have to talk about this next week against Baltimore. But 
he got the job done. Two rushing touchdowns. So yeah. it just it really just it, it sucks because the promise it was so it was so promising. There could have been so much more. We could have been talking about a ginormous day from Anthony Richardson, and it just it prematurely ended in the first quarter. Like we we could have been talking a 30, 35 point day with the way that this was going. I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer. I, okay. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. I just want to be the voice of the, of the future. Is this worrying that Anthony Richardson has had concussions in back-to-back weeks? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely worrying. I don't, I, 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 I hmm. the, the, the main point, with him putting himself in compromising positions is absolutely a concern. He has to learn how to slide. That That is a, a, a must. Because like Adam said, you continue to put yourself in these compromising positions. This is exactly what's going to happen. So it, again, it, it, it sucks. You know, you hope, you hope he can work on it. You hope he can develop into someone that is going to eventually learn how to slide. I think that's the main difference. Well, there's a lot of differences between him and Josh Allen, but Josh Allen knows how to slide when he has to. You don't see it very often, but arguably Josh, Josh Allen, has Allen to slide, he slides. Arguably, Josh Allen also is not great at sliding. When, when he has to do it, he does it. Yeah, but he, but he he lowers the shoulder. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Anthony Richardson is a hundred percent. I want to take everybody on. There were some 90, there ninety some miles runs. an hour. In that jet game with Josh Allen, where I'm like, "You got, you're an idiot. Why did you? Yeah. Why did you run that? Like that? that, that go ahead. Go ahead. It's a, well, it's hard because it's a mentality thing. It's sure for sure. these athletes, for comp- anybody who's competitive, mm-hmm. it's a mentality thing. You don't want to give yourself up unless you have to. It's adrenaline. But, it, it, it's adrenaline. You do what you got to do to win the game. No matter yeah. what kind of pain you're in, no matter what kind of compromising position you put yourself in, you're gonna do what you got to do to potentially win a football game. You got to live to fight another day. Like you can't be knocked out with a concussion every single week because that's how your career uh, ends. Yep. That's how you, that's how you, you know, potentially give yourself significant long-term damage. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that is something that he absolutely has got to work on. Um, But before he went out, he looked very promising. He looked very, very, very promising. And one last thing that I, I I do want to touch on uh, actually two more things. I'll touch on these quickly. Uh, Michael Pittman continued to lead lead the team in targets. Only only player on the team with double-digit targets. That was from Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. So continue to start Michael Pittman with a supreme amount of confidence moving forward. And Zach Moss was the only running back that received a single carry in this game. 22 touches overall. Deion Jackson and Jake Funk did not receive a single touch between them. So uh, Zach Moss... If he is still available on your waiver wire, he's owned in 29.5% of ESPN leagues, and you have some running back issues as a result of maybe Austin Eckler going down. Now Saquon Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, Did I say Austin Eckler? You did. That was the first name you said. Okay, that was the the first name that I said. I know know there's one more that I'm forgetting, but... uh, you, you, You get the point. If you have any running back holes and you need a guy that could potentially fill them zach moss could definitely be that guy but i just wonder more and more by the day because the, this Colts team i mean 
premature and they only beat the Texans. I got it. But even la- even last week, they look they look promising. Well, they played them close. They were a goal line stand away from making it a one possession game. Sure. Sure. I mean they they are a fun little team to watch. And again, this is the second week in a row I'm gonna say this. I wonder if Jonathan Taylor's long-term spot is going to be in Indianapolis. Well, as we've learned in this offseason, running backs, it's just not worth it to hold out sometimes because you're, you know, it's there there might not be a spot waiting for you when you get back. Yep. Well, I think if Jonathan Taylor said tomorrow, hey, I want to re-sign with re-sign with the Colts, just give me a number, and he puts pen to paper, he's getting right back in there. Well, yeah, but it's not going to be, I don't know. Like, people, it's a very next man up kind of position. Yeah, yeah. More than most positions. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's funny. I played Zach Moss and Zach Moss. That was that part wasn't necessarily intentional. Um, I played Zach Moss. That one was. Uh, and Deion Jackson in our non-guillotine league. I played that team that looked weird, that had Patrick Mahomes on it. Um, so that was fun. It is. I mean, and Zach Moss looks to be the guy, at least going forward. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, though, that, like, when was the last time you've really, I, I don't know, it probably happened a bunch last year, but it's rare in today's day and age that you see one running back get all the carries. It's rare. It, it, it's rare considering now. Yep. Takeaway for the Houston Texans, uh, Nico Collins. Look at yeah. this. Yeah, I mean the, the receivers looked very good. All three of the big ones. Robert Woods, 6 for 74 on 9 targets. Tank Dell, 7 for 72 on 10 targets with a touchdown. And Nico Collins, 7 for a buck 46 touchdown on 9 targets. Don't expect this every single week, but it's promising. It, it sure shit is promising. Uh, but Damian Pierce continues to just look very, very, very blah. Yeah, I mean, how much of this is the Texans and how much of this is just Damian Pierce? Both. Both. Pierce missed some holes today that I saw that were wide open. Uh, didn't help that Laramie Tunsil uh, was inactive for the game. Their best offensive lineman, the, the offensive line just keeps being a revolving door for Houston. Literally, uh, yeah, sometimes. it's it's it, 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 I'm definitely definitely concerned about Damian Pierce, and I just I don't have any shares of him, and um, yeah, I would try and stay away if 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 at all possible. Even though I said I would trade DeAndre Swift for him. Yeah, I was about to like I looked at his stat line. I was like, "Are you sure? Like, are you sure you would trade DeAndre Swift for Damian Pierce?" Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. If that was the last thing that I could do, yes, I would. That's kind of what I said. If okay. I had to. If I had to do it, I would. Alrighty. Well, let's go into the Chicago Bears going into Tampa Bay. And, oh, Justin Fields. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. It's it's time to have the Justin Fields discussion. I'm hitting the panic button. I'm hitting the panic button. 
yeah, no, this this ain't it. It's it's not that the four carries for three yards. Absolutely, absolutely alarming. And a touchdown, sure. Absolutely alarming. But he just does not look good throwing the ball. It's so inconsistent. It is so up and down. And we're we're, we're at this point where I have to start and I have to start think I have to start thinking and asking myself, okay, I don't have any shares of Justin Fields. This is a pure hypothetical. But if I have a Baker Mayfield, if I have a Jordan Love, if I have a I don't know what other secondary quarterback Brock Purdy? Brock Brock Purdy. Great one. Absolutely great one. Do I start those guys over Justin Fields? That is the question that I am going to be asking myself. And I can tell you right now, he's gonna he's gonna be a top 12 quarterback for me next week, but I don't love it. I'm only doing I'm only doing it because it's against it's against the Chiefs, but it's in Arrowhead, and he's gonna have to throw probably some more. But the positives, definitely the positives. DJ Moore, six for 104 on seven targets. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That was excellent stuff. Darna Mooney exited this game with uh, with a knee injury. Um, haven't heard anything about it as of yet. But if it if Darna Mooney is out, it's good news for DJ Moore. Uh, potentially good news for Chase Claypool, who scored in the game after it was reported that he may not even start the game. It's trending up for, for DJ Moore. This is a bounce back that he absolutely needed. And I think he can have another another nice game potentially next week versus versus the Chiefs, where Chicago is probably going to have to throw. Oh, for sure. I mean, think about it. If you're Justin Fields, or if you're a manager that has Justin Fields on your team, mm. and you are staring down the barrel low and two. Yeah. At that point, you're like, I have no other options. I can't let this happen to me again. But just, just go with somebody else. It depends on who the somebody else is. Well, if it's one of those guys that you mentioned, Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you have to think about it. Jordan if, you, if you're if you're in a 12-14 team league, you well, may not, not have those kind of options that are readily available. You might you might be looking at guys like CJ Stroud. You might be looking at Mac Jones. You might be looking at Bryce Young. That might be getting a little cute. So, you know, what are your options then? Do you make a trade for somebody? Or do you just stick it out with Justin Fields and hope that he, you know, figures it out? And, you know, I, 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 I hate saying this because obviously you don't want to root against anybody, you know, actively, but I just watch Justin Fields and I keep saying to myself, man, if the bears continue to be this bad, he may not be on this football team next year and they could just draft somebody. Well, yeah. I mean, it it just makes so much sense. They're going to roll the dice. Again, with you know, Justin Fields isn't their guy. It's right. Justin Fields was part of the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy regime. Correct. So, so this is not, and also the Bears. I mean, I don't know. The Bears are a mess. There's not a lot of loyalty that the coaching staff and the brass of the Bears have to necessarily show Justin Fields. There's not. They don't have to. And if they're but as they're, bad as they're, people think that they are, they might have a chance to get 
like a Shador Sanders in the draft? Um, I don't know about about Shador. I really don't. I really don't. I I I would say comfortably, you know, guys that would be in that first round conversation would be or Drake May, Drake May, Quinn Ewers. Those would be like the two. I was just naming a guy, but whatever. Immediately, but sure. If Shano- if Shanor Sanders, you know, continues to show his 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 promise, then yeah, I mean, hell, hell, he's got a great opportunity the next two weeks to do it. Shanor Sanders goes to Eugene to take on Oregon, and then they host USC in Boulder. So if fun. you want an opportunity to show your shit, well. There's an opportunity to do it against two guys who might just be first rounders in this draft, Bo Nix and Caleb Williams. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, the Bears might even be bad enough to draft Caleb Williams and, you know, keep the first overall pick this time. I don't know about that. We we just saw the Cardinals play. I don't know about that. That's that's a fair point. Oh, the, Car- the Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. What a weird team. They're a weird team. I also want to say uh, one thing very quickly before we go to the Bucks. Yes. Uh, Roshan Johnson, the rise, the rise. Long may it continue. Eight yards a carry today. Khalil Herbert, only five. I say only five. Five is a really good number, but only, only five. five. Only five. Uh, eight touches for Khalil Herbert, six touches for Roshan Johnson. Hard to really get a gauge to this, you know, running back situation because the Bears are just bad and they're not in, they're not in close games where you can really see these running backs get a significant haul. So until we see that really happen, it's kind of like Roshan Johnson is a guy that keeps on trending up. We don't know how how high up really is until we see them in close games. But very encouraging that Deonta Foreman was a was a healthy and active for this game. That was um, awesome. Love that. Yes. Uh, Baker Mayfield, only 317 yards passing. And Mike Evans, only 171 yards receiving. I said this today, Adam, and I, I I want your take on this. Okay, is I this love these. The, is this the best supporting cast that Baker Mayfield has ever had? And did we completely overlook this? Well, I'll tell you. I feel like one thing that nobody talked about, or nobody you know gave Baker Mayfield the benefit of, in that weird, no good, very bad 2021 season, was that Baker Mayfield had a separated shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he got fucked over by Kevin Stefanski and the rest of the Browns. Yeah. And I think that Baker Mayfield, like Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield was good in 2020. He had a great, he had a good supporting cast, a great defense. I don't know. That's a tough call. I think this might I be- was talking, I was talking more just on offense with like your okay. offensive skill players to help him thrive. In oh yeah, what could be a healthy fantasy environment? I I think this is the best. I mean, so basically, it's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, yeah, and OBJ and Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. and Austin Hooper, David and Joku, yeah, versus Rashad White, Sean Tucker, I guess, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten, yeah, Ooh. that I might give that advantage to the Bucks. Slightly, slightly, but he because... looks, he looks great. Now, the side of the coin that I have to present to everybody, not to be a Debbie Downer, he gets the Eagles next week at home, and the Saints 
before the bye week. But then, after the bye week, Detroit and Atlanta, both at home. Yeah, well, the Eagles are going to be the they're going to be a test. You him. know what? Can I just read out the schedule for the Bucks and like okay. we can we can assess Baker Mayfield just on that and like maybe the other Bucks players as well. Okay. Eagles. Saints by Detroit, Atlanta, Buffalo. You should probably say which which is home in a way as well. They're oh, Okay. All right, so I'll start over. I'll start over. Okay. Eagles at home. New Orleans uh, Saints on the road. The bye. Detroit at home, Atlanta at home, at Buffalo, at Houston, at home versus Tennessee, at San Francisco, at Indianapolis, at home versus Carolina, at Atlanta, at Green Bay, at home versus Jacksonville, at home versus New Orleans. That's championship week. I count 10 matchups where I could say to myself, all right, I could comfortably say with the Bucks offensive group, if it stays like this, I'm comfortable rolling with them. I mean, he has two games. There's four games. Okay. He has two games against Atlanta, two games against New Orleans. Although New Orleans might be a good pass defense. In, a cha- um, in, in championship week, that's a, that's a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit cute. But he also is annoying. also. Annoying yeah. is what I would say. Well, cute if you want to start him in championship week against New Orleans. Sure. Um, Houston is great. Detroit should be. I don't know. Detroit has a good defense also. Indianapolis should be a good matchup for Well, him. Detroit got carved up by Geno Smith today. That's true. So we, we've seen good Detroit who looked, you know, competent enough against Kansas City, but then got destroyed by Geno at home. You never know. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield could be a sneaky play, bi-week fill-in. Like, it I think that game against the Texans, I don't know who else is on by, but he might be a guy that you want to, you know, snap up from waivers if he isn't already at that point in the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I also want to point out as well, uh, Mike Evans looks awesome. Yeah. If you took the stab on Mike Evans in round seven, congratulations. I really need because to stop doubting Mike Evans. It's worked perfectly for you. Now, with that being said, I would be looking to sell the shit out of him. I, yeah. I um, would be looking to sell if you can. I'm not saying that you have to. Like, I'm not saying, you know, that's, it's going to come down. I mean, yeah, it's going to, it's definitely going to come down. I mean, you're not going to be seeing Mike Evans putting up, you know, uh, he's not going to keep up this pace where he's at 237 receiving yards after two weeks. That's just not going to continue. But is, that's what you think. Is a thousand yard Mike Evans looking like he's coming back into the equation? Yeah. A thousand and, yards might still be on the table. And he's playing for his cash. That's true. It works again. Um, yeah, of I also want to say, don't Mike Evans is on my team. He was terrible. Don't panic about Chris Godwin, though. Don't panic. I think better days are coming for Chris Godwin and Rashad White. Fuck yeah, looked awesome. Great week. Nervous about him moving forward. Eagles, Saints. Those defensive lines are tough. 
So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have Rashad White a little bit lower in the ranks for the next couple of weeks. But in full point PPR, I still think he might be worth starting as a lower end RB two, if not higher end flex play. If, I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have any other option, he had a good PPR week. Also, oh, yeah, yeah, he scored. Yeah, he scored. He looked he looked great. I think maybe maybe the the, the thing that we should be talking about is. If you're a running back that's going up against the Chicago Bears, you 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 need to start them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think maybe that's like that's what we're talking about. So Isaiah Pacheco next week, after he's had two down weeks in a row, that might be his get right game. Yes, please don't come back to bite me the statement that I'm about to make, but it looks like I'm surviving the guillotine for three straight weeks. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, no. Tempting wow. fate. I am the cop that's like, I'm retiring next week in every movie ever. Anyway. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Whatever. It was a it was a good week in the guillotine for, for both of us. Yes, it was. Um anyway, let's go into the next of those close game or another of those close games and talk about Baltimore and Cincinnati. Oh so, boy. Oh boy. I know. I just don't, this game was weird. Well, the only thing that was normal about this game is that Mark Andrews scored. Yes. Yes. I mean, that was, that definitely was, uh, was a positive to see him back. And not only that, to see him get out of this game without further injury. That is absolutely huge uh, moving forward. Yep. I guess, I don't know. What else do you have for the Ravens? Um, uh, Gus Edwards looks to be the guy that they're going to be, they're going to be going to at least at the goal line, which is definitely the guy that that I I would want to be having. 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown for Gus Edwards. 11 carries for 41 yards, no touchdowns for Justice Hill, but did contribute three catches in in, in the passing game. Odell Beckham uh, left this game injured. I believe it was an ankle injury that I don't think is too serious from what I remember. I've gotten like over a thousand texts today just from from people. Like it just gets lost in the the fold. Um, But if Odell Beckham for whatever reason, you know, misses the next week against the Colts, I believe that it's great news for Zay Flowers, who just continues to look to be really, really, really good. And man, oh man, I don't have, I I, got to say this was a year where I think a lot of, I had a lot of guys that I was like, you know, good with that I really wanted to have. The guys that I knew I needed to have have all panned out. Every last one of them. Zay Flowers, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Roshan Johnson to an extent. Looks like it's trending that way. Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx. They all look like the 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 the, the real the true my guys that I was slamming the desk begging people to draft. Are, are are look like Chris Olave? That's another one. Uh, looks like that they are that they're uh, panning out. So uh, happy for that. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like the most you know fruitful day in the world for 
for Zay Flowers, but I, I can't wait to see him go up against the Colts next week because, I mean, I just look at what the Texans receivers did to the Colts today. Uh, Zay Flowers to have a monster, monster week next week. I yeah. want to be all in on that. Yeah, so now let's look at to the uh, let's look to the other side of the coin. Oh my fuck! Please, Bird, oh. make it all better and talk about Jamar Chase. T. Higgins scored twice. T. Higgins, T. Higgins did score twice. That's nice. That's that rhymed. I uh, like. I'm trying not to overreact. I'm really trying not to. But I know Joe Burrow is dealing with with the calf. He's been dealing with the calf since he injured it in training camp. It doesn't look good. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about that calf injury. I was willing to write it off last week against Cleveland, bogey team, whatever. I was willing to write it off. This one, this one, no. You're at home. At home. Like, home opener. You got punched in the mouth. And for all intents and purposes, the first half, they were flat. Flat. They yeah. looked they, they, they looked bad. They looked bad. They, they came back in the, in the second half. Joe, they got Joe Mixon more involved, which was which was nice. 95 yards of total offense on 17 touches for, for Joe Mixon. That's nice. But... It's just about eye test. And to me, Joe Burrow does not look 100%. He's dealing, he said he re-aggravated the calf. So now we got to look at this and we got to say, okay, what is to come with Joe Burrow? And what do you do if you are a fantasy manager that has Joe Burrow? And the answer, quite frankly, is you better hope and freaking pray. Because That's man, oh man. a million dollar question. Literally I mean, I look, million I, dollar this question. is a great example. I look at the team in the non in the non guillotine. I know I know people hate this when you bring up like own personal leagues at league examples, but this is this is a poignant one. This team has Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. That team, if there is no Joe Burrow, that team is F U C K E D fucked. Oh, so fucked, fucked, incredibly fucked. So. I have to keep an eye out on this on this Joe Burrow situation. If Joe Burrow is for whatever reason down, this is a monster downgrade on every single last player in the Cincinnati offense. Um, and well, we gotta hope that he could he could play next week versus versus the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually close to being in that situation. If anything, God forbid, happens to Justin Herbert. <laughs> Better knock on wood. Yeah, I am knocking on wood. My desk is made out of wood, and I'm knocking on it. Because God, please do not have anything happen to Justin Herbert. Please. Anything happens to him, I'm flying to Provo. And it's not going to be a friendly visit. I'm knocking on all the wood. You spoke this into existence, Adam. I'm knocking on wood right now. If I had any salt, I'd throw it over my shoulder. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What? It's a real thing. I know it is. <laughs> That's okay. a very, it's a very niche joke. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of things that ward off bad luck, and that was it. That, that's where I landed on. Holy water. Holy water? I guess. I mean, I'm Jewish. We don't really do holy water. 
that you're, you, the salt for you is like the holy water for me. I guess. I don't think that's a Jewish thing, but let's just move on. Speaking of Justin Herbert, let's talk about Justin Herbert. Oh, <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> Love my boy. Love Keenan Allen. Oh, my God. Not, ju- not just the leading scorer of all receivers, but the leading scorer for the day going into Sunday and Monday. Keenan Allen, eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets. Merciful God. And yet the Chargers lost this game because Brandon Staley is a fucking idiot. Uh, that is correct. That That is that is absolutely correct. Um, hey, uh, Adam. Yes, Bird. I want, you, I want to show you something. This is terrible podcasting. I apologize. But again, this is not really, you know, my strong suit of being a strong podcaster. Um, if you could read that, this is my starts of the week on the mailbag. Uh, right there, that name. Could you read that, please, for the camera if you can? Yes, that would be a K. Allen, and I'm assuming it's not Kyle. That is not Kyle. No, that would be one Sir Keenan Allen. Yes. I got to say, I don't ever do this. This might have been the most successful start of the week that Jake and I have ever done. I think every one of our starts of the week hit. Yeah, this is a this was great. This is a great game for the Chargers, except for Josh Kelly. Okay, so I'm gonna add him up. Mm-hmm. Hit, 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 hit. Oh wait, I'm counting the roll. I'm counting the roll one. Shit. Hit, 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 hit. And don't know. Right now we're seven of eight. There are no misses. Right now we're seven of eight. He does not miss. And I always say that that this might be this might be the the one week that we just decide you know what no more start of the week because it, it it's it's we have we had too good of a week we sort of go out on a high. I would also do that. You always got to end on a make. That's my that's my philosophy. Yep. Yep. Keenan Allen was absolutely awesome. Uh, Josh Kelly was incredibly stinky. My God, that was a, a brutal, brutal, brutal start. Um, but yeah, the 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 downfield passing weapons for the Chargers, the ones that you at least started, Herbert, Williams, and Keenan Allen. Mike Williams led the team in targets. He had 13 targets in this game. I know. And was still fine. Like this is per fantasy and, you, you know, what you want in terms of the main guys that you were starting. As good of a day, maybe, as you could hope for out of the likes of Herbert, Allen, and Williams. If you started Josh Kelly, it sucks. I know I, I started Josh Kelly somewhere, and I got burned by him. But I did, too. But at yeah. least, I, yeah. It happens. It, it, it happens. It, it definitely happens. You're all the uh, nice. But, but the likes of the likes of Herbert, Allen, Williams, yeah. Yep. Cool. Great, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with this. You know, as long as... It continues to be this way when Osekwar's back, whenever he comes back. I don't know. Could could be next week. Could be who who knows? Uh I, I, I was told I was told it's week to week. So oh. expect him to have a chance to to come back uh versus the Vikings. And if he does, my God. Throw him back in there. You know, I kind of you probably could have seen this coming because the Titans are really good against the run. As well. I put this out there. Yeah. They are great against the run. They are not good against the pass. 
So the Chargers next week are the Vikings. Yes, they're in Minnesota, mm-hmm. as we talked about. Oh, right, as we talked about, they're in Minnesota. It's okay, so... I forget. I forget things that you say too. It happens. Yes, it 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 definitely does. Um, the Chargers are in Minnesota. I like that game for them. Minnesota. <laughs> you of all people making a Joe Biden reference. Who would have thought? Listen, I appreciate a good meme. Who doesn't? Makes me laugh. I do enjoy memes. Um, the Tennessee Titans. I don't know. Trail on Burks, I guess. He was good. Yeah. Burks looked really good. I mean, a lot of his, you know, the, the big chunk came on one huge catch, but 70 of his 76 yards. But it happens. It did. It did. He looked he looked good. Hopkins, I Hopkins I thought struggled a little bit. He didn't really have that explosiveness explosiveness that, you know, we're kind of used to with him, but he's been dealing with that bum ankle, so, you know, but got out of this game healthy, so that's the most important thing. Uh but Derrick Henry, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, just a a bog standard classic Derrick Henry game. 28 touches. 95 yards of total offense, a touchdown, just just chest kiss. Classic day of the office for Derek yep. Henry. Yep. A, a very quiet, nice day at the office. Yes. But I will say also, uh Ty J Spears, 10 touches. They are getting him involved. So if you have a if you're if you own Derrick Henry, uh you have to go pick up Ty J Spears. And I did see that you started him in the gate team. I did. I mean, I didn't have a choice because of Cam Akers, but Ty J Spears, I just went with both of them and it worked out. All right. Well, let's go into, we only have two more games left of this one o'clock window and we will go in to talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. What a game. What a weird game. What a game. Oh my God. This game, this game was awesome. Jordan Love, the three touchdown wonder. Yeah, I, think, I believe he's the first. He's the first Packers quarterback, I believe, ever. Or he's the second with Brett Favre. I forget the exact stat, so you can't quote me on this. But he's the first or second quarterback ever with Brett Favre to go his first two starts with three touchdowns. Wow, pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And he was okay, got the job done. He's just very clean. And that's what I like. It's not, it's, uh, okay, I want to rephrase. He has a lot of work to do. He's not a polished player as of yet. That's going to come with additional reps. But the raw package that he brings to the table is great. Is great. If, If you started him, and I, I know we had this discussion uh, last week and, and you know, we had a question. I believe we had a question about it on, on the mailbag. But if you started him today, he he basically, he was a, let me just add this up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. He was a QB 14 for the week. He was a high-end QB two for you. That's awesome. And this was a really strong week for quarterbacks. A really strong week. Dak 
Dak was the QB 17 for the week and he had 255 and two. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Love, this is a really big step for him because I feel like in spot work, when in his first two or three years in the league, he did not look like this. He was not as productive. Well, I, I I I challenge you on that one a little bit because it was hard to ever get a gauge as to what Jordan Love really was in limited time. No, I know, and like but one I think of them now, was basically an emergency start in 2020. Yeah, now now we're really learning about who Jordan Love actually is, and the answer is that he's probably a pretty serviceable starting option. Currently the best quarterback in the NFL to come from a college in Utah. I will tell you that. Uh, yeah. Yep. You got that right. Yeah. You you got that right. Hey, I won't accept any kook slander on this podcast. Go kooks. No. <laughs> go Aggie. I don't even. Go Aggies. Go, no, 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 no. Go kooks. <laughs> go kooks. I might actually go to a game. Um, they're playing the Bearcats. My brother-in-law's alma mater. But Sensei. Yeah, Kelsey, since the Kelsey brothers' alma mater. Yes, my brother-in-law actually met Travis Kelsey. He and he went to school when Jason Kelsey was there. Damn, you couldn't say that segue for about five seconds. I want I want to just say this very quickly. Uh, Jaden Reed, four catches for thirty-seven yards and two touchdowns for him. Uh, Romeo Dobbs last week, four catches for twenty-six yards and two touchdowns. So it just feels like Jordan Jordan Love is spreading the love. To all of his receivers, and he finds a guy oh. that he likes, locks in on him, and makes him uh, their number their number one target. And today it was it was Jaden Reed. I expect him to be a guy that is picked up, um, pretty heavily this week. Man, I, you- I would say, but you know who else went to the University of Cincinnati, Adam? I do. Sauce Gardner, also Desmond Ritter. I gotta say, uh, um, I I'm not gonna say that I'm wrong yet about Desmond Ritter because it's been one game, but still it is a lot better this week. I'm not there yet, but what I will say, I did not ever envision that 10 carries would potentially be in his profile, including a a rushing touchdown. That wasn't just a, at the one yard line. I did not see that. So if that, if that could be consistently a thing for him where you're getting some value with his legs, that just makes him a whole heck of a different sort of option for fantasy quarterback play. A completely different animal. If that's what he can bring. A big if. Big, 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 big if. Uh, Drake London scored a touchdown today. Love that. Kyle Pitts, two for 15 on five targets. Big, fat, ugh. Can you do that? Can you do that, Adam? Can you, can you, can you do a can you do a nice little? Ugh, ugh, ugh. it's an yep. oy vey. It's an oy vey for me. For it Kyle is an oy vey. I told you is. about Kyle Pitts. This is why I don't like Kyle Pitts. Well, guess who has zero of Kyle Pitts after talking him up all offseason? It's you, me. None of the opportunity to rest him anywhere. And you know what? I'm pretty thankful that my one share of the Atlanta Falcons offense is that beautiful stallion in the backfield. Same, bro. Up top. 
Boom. Bijan. Oh my God. 172 total yards on offense on 23 touches. Tyler Algier did not remotely look as good today as he did uh, last week. The Falcons are 2-0. and And what did I say coming into the season, Adam? That the Falcons feel like they can contend for this division. I think what we're seeing is they absolutely can. Defense is playing good enough. The offense is playing good enough. And this offense is going through Bijan Robinson. They look like a better offense when he is out there. And they're setting up this offense through the running game. And well, he takes that, a lot of pressure off of Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and you wonder how in the hell Arthur Smith got a head coaching job in the first place? Gee, by running his offense through the run game with a guy named Derek fucking Henry. Yeah, It's the same thing. It's a bell cow running back that looks so damn good. I, I love him. I honestly, he's he, he is so awesome. And anybody who has him, just continue to reap the benefits because he is only going to get more and more work as he continues to establish himself. I still think Tyler Algier is still going to be very much in the picture. I'm not saying he's going to go away anytime soon, but I just think we're going to see very, very quickly why Tyler Algier was a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, whatever the hell he was, and why B. John Robinson is a first-round generational running back prospect. And we're seeing it before our eyes. Yeah, and he's even getting some good work out of the backfield too, which is great. Could you imagine the Philadelphia Eagles got B. John Robinson? Well, they might have to fold the league because it would just be too cheap. I would, I would have been sick. sick. If that was a, if that was a fantasy football thing, they would have vetoed the, they would have vetoed it for threat for fear of collusion. That's how broken the Eagles would be if they had B. John Robinson. Thank God. Yeah, but but imagine if the Eagles, you know, wisened up and drafted Justin Jefferson. Fair, fair. Although Instead they probably of... wouldn't have traded for AJ Brown, so I guess that that's another way that the timeline splits. Also true, but they would have had Justin Jefferson, and Devonta Smith. Oh my God. Okay. Well, anyway, sorry, Eagles fans. Yeah. Um. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, so let's see. What else do we have left? We have the Lions and the, the Seahawks game in overtime. Fun little game. They always are between these two teams. Yeah, this is a fun little game. Uh, sucks for David Montgomery. You hope he... I, I, that's sad. I mean, yeah. It, it definitely does stink for him. But... Jameer Gibbs, hopefully. But when they were in the red zone, they were giving carries to Craig fucking Reynolds. Are we fucking kidding me? What does this guy have to do? What? What? What does this guy have to do? First time. First time dealing with the Detroit Lions running back situation. Like, come on. This is this is it. This is Dan Campbell's M.O. It is just so blatantly fucking obvious that Jameer Gibbs is so much better than David Montgomery. And the opportunity for Jameer to finally have his moment, to finally be the guy. 
they include Craig Reynolds. One year it's Craig Reynolds. One year it's Justin Jackson. One year it's Reggie Bush. It it never changes. No, no, it never will. Honestly, oh my God. It, it it never will change with this with this stupid fucking team. It it it, it never will. It never it never it never will change. But I mean, hey, we could be I guess hopeful that Dan Campbell wises up and we get to actually see Jameer Gibbs take on Bijan Robinson next week because this Ooh. is the team allegedly that would have taken Jameer Gibbs over Bijan Robinson and. One of those rookie running backs is currently fucking cooking. The other one is struggling to get reps from Craig fucking Reynolds. Oh. Sorry, am I overreacting? Maybe a little. But now you just reminded me or made me think about how... Can you imagine if B. John Robinson was in this situation getting underutilized? Ah! Ah! Well, he almost was. If he didn't score a touchdown last week, you would have seen a, nu- a nuclear-style meltdown. Yeah. Well, at least I might get a better return or I might be able to trade Tyler, trade for Tyler Algier and not give up, you know, great players. This so week. I have news for you, Adam. Yes. This comes from this comes from the source himself. Yeah. And I quote. I'm not trading Tyler Algier. Oh. That's what he said. You know, Matt, I know you can hear me, please. Pretty Please. He's not gonna. He's, he, he 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 does. He does not accept. Okay. Why does he just tell me? Why does he have to go through you? No, he didn't go through me. He didn't say. He didn't say to me explicitly. Hey, tell Adam. Tell Adam I'm not going to trade him. Tyler Algier. He said. He said something along the lines of mid conversation to someone else that there was someone in one of his leagues that was trying to trade for Tyler Algier, and I looked at all the leagues that he was in with me at least, and. There was only one spot where he had Tyler Algier. So. And the then the quote was, uh, I'm not going to be trading Tyler Algier. Okay. That was, that was what he said. All right. Well, that sucks. Well, you better got, you hope that he cuts him. I would also, I need to put an alert on that. And uh, yeah. see, yeah. Um, one more thing that I want to bring up with the with the lines before we move on to the the Seahawks. Josh Reynolds emerging as like the number the number two guy. It just sort of feels like in this receiving core, it's it's deja vu all over again. This was the same situation last year. It came into this year as sort of the de facto number two in the depth chart, and was really really good. Marvin Jones didn't get a single target. Uh, Khalif Raymond got three. Antoine Green got one. But Josh Reynolds, five catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns, and six targets. He seems to be the number two option here. And that would be the guy that I'm absolutely no doubt 100% going to be rolling with Honestly, uh, for, the, for the foreseeable future. Also, in this economy, maybe Sam Laporta. In, in, in this economy, it could be Sam Laporta. Yes. Love him. Love him. Uh, Great guy. Yes. Okay. In this economy. Uh, economy. Seattle. Yeah. There were some yes. Do you? The the Seahawks that come from Seattle, the play in Lumen Field that used to be Quest Field. 
I I, I do know them well. They are uh, uh, they're they're companions of mine. Yes, team a team that employs Kenneth Walker, who scored twice. I mean, it, it sure shit wasn't pretty. It sure shit wasn't pretty. No, look at the box score. I was like, oh my god, twice. This is like the classic Kenneth Walker. This is just so who he is. He has great games on the ground, doesn't do shit, but then awful on the ground, but scores twice. It's it's just classic. It really is. Like, could we have just one game, please, where Kenneth Walker averages like three point five four yards a carry? And has like 15 carries for a touchdown. Like, could we just, could we, could we try that? Like, could we potentially have that happen? That would be awesome. Awesome. But yeah, had two rushing touchdowns. Sweet. Cool. Tyler Lockett scored twice too. Dope. Love that. Um, He's still reminding us all that he's Tyler Lockett. He's not going to be going away anytime soon. Uh, DK Metcalf caught all six of his targets, uh, left with a rib injury. I was told there were some concerns that he could have had a lacerated kidney. So that was something that they were uh, were looking at, but that sounds painful. Did not. Uh, I'll let you figure out what kind of test that was going to be for a lacerated kidney. Oh, that sounds even more painful. You can use your imagination on that one, but came back, came back to the game, uh, contributed and helped and helped his team uh, get a win and has a great matchup the next couple of weeks. Carolina and the Giants. So continue to roll your Seahawks. I'm getting this weird pain in my lower back for some reason. Thinking about uh, tests for lacerated kidneys. I don't know what that is. I haven't had um, I haven't had dinner yet. I might start dry having. Yeah. Uh, in case you're wondering, do you know what Kenneth Walker's career yards per carry is? Uh, I'm going to guess 2.5. It is not. It's much I'm, higher than that. Oh, it's higher. Uh, 4.0. It is 4.6. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. Although, actually, that hasn't been updated yet. But as of last week, or as of this week. but Well, it'll go down a little bit. It'll probably be, cl- be like 4.3, 4.4. Four, four. Something like that. But anyway, let's go into, I think that's all the 1 o'clock games, because I didn't really go in order. Uh, Yes. It is. So let's go to the Giants and the Cardinals. What a wacky game. The tech is still on. I had the Giants in a Survivor League, and I was saying some very bad words. But I said, you know what? I'm coming on to my favorite program. I'd be able to laugh at Giants fans at my own expense. And they came back and they won the game. Uh, I had the Giants. De- I started the Giants defense, and I was not happy for a long t- for a while. Adam, that was silly. Well, it, it didn't matter. Was really silly. It that didn't was, matter in the end. That was a silly decision. Uh, Saquon Barkley hurt his ankle. Uh, don't have an update on that as of yet. But two touchdowns in the game. Uh, over a hundred yards. No, ninety-two yards total offense. Sorry, math. You know, not necessarily my strong suit. Um, looked good and hopefully the ankle uh hopefully the ankle checks out uh darren waller is still the go-to guy for the for the giants in the downfield passing game encouraging to see isaiah hodgins catch a touchdown here and jalen hyatt was really nice to see him incorporated and is sort of your uh your deep ball go get it sort of guy uh i would like to see more of him uh in the in the in the coming weeks i don't really want to see a lot of darius slate and paris campbell or Shelling shepherd 
don't give a shit how much money they're being paid. I really just uh, do not care. I will tell you, Darren Waller looked really good, especially on that on those like last two drives for well, the Giants. I mean, it, it, and also, it also you have to take everything of the of the Giants' skill position players the grain of salt because for the entire second half they were throwing. Yes, they did not have a choice. They had to throw the ball for their lives. So, I mean, I'm shocked that that Daniel Jones only had 37 dropbacks. Like it, it, it that that it felt like a hundred. It felt like he dropped back a hundred times, but they won the game. It wasn't pretty, but this just felt like an okay, a real a, a turning point for the Giants that they absolutely needed because they're going to Santa Clara on Thursday. Potentially without Saquon. Oh, how do we think that's going to go? Oh, that's not going to be great. And if they're if they're there without Saquon Barkley, oh my God, they're so, fucked. But this if that is the, the thing. case. If they're one and two, and those two losses are to the Cowboys and to the 49ers, that's not bad. But if they were going to be going into Santa Clara zero oh and two, and their three losses could potentially be the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the fucking Cardinals, then there would be a serious situation. Uh, that would that would be unfolding. But the, like I said, they won the game. Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller are still your go-tos. Have to keep an eye out, though, on, on Barkley. And we will, of course, have more information for you on this week's uh, bevy of programs. Yes. Uh, I mean, one of the graphics that they had was who, like, if they didn't beat the Cardinals, then where will their first win be for the Giants? Their first six weeks are grueling. Cowboys, Cardinals, Niners. Then I think that's either See, it was Seahawks. Oh, it's Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills. I was just yeah, Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills. But Seahawks are on Monday night, and then uh, Dolphins, Bills, both on the road. Yeah, they, they have they play including today. Four of their next five are on the road. Yeah, and then after that they have the Commanders, and then they're home against the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Home against the Jets. Yeah, and then they have another road trip to Vegas, to Dallas, to Washington. Dallas. Dallas. Love that show. You do it much better than I do. Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Uh, the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs. A guy. A start. So I have... I- I just got an update on on Saquon. Oh, okay. This is more important. That's more important. Um, I just want to read this very quick just to see what I can. Okay. Uh, Barkley had x-rays. They are negative. Looks like it is just a sprain. We'll know more in the next couple of days. So it looks like it is just an ankle sprain. Well, that's good. That is excellent news. That considering how he looked, I mean, he was walking, limping under his own power on the yeah. sideline. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a another situation that I'd rather not talk about um, involving your lower leg. But yeah, it was a uh, it's in, that's encouraging. So now for the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs. I mean, is this like one of those fluky games? Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be 
I wouldn't be like looking to pick him up or anything. But is it encouraging? Sure, it's encouraging. Well, but again, am I am I like am I scrambling to go and pick him up? No. I mean, maybe this is probably more encouraging for James Conner than anybody. Uh, definitely, definitely encouraging. Uh, I mean, he looked really, really, really good, and the Cardinals' offensive line was just toying with the Giants' defensive line, and I did not see that coming. Um, don't know that's this is going to happen every single week where you're seeing James Conner and Hollywood uh, actually look half decent, but you take these opportunities when when you when you can most certainly get them um, as an opportunity to try and get the hell out of this mess. Yeah. Um, and you think that they would, um, even Zach Ertz looked pretty decent as well. Yeah. Yeah. Eight targets can just continues to do what he normally does for a living. And that's destroy the NFCs. Yes. That, <laughs> that is, that is what he does. All right. Let's just talk about the jet game. Bird. Fine, whatever. The streak is over. Yada yada yada. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. Um the Jets were just outclassed. And it's not because the Jets played necessarily poorly or anything. It's just the Cowboys are a well-oiled machine. And I don't think I don't think there's any real shame in me saying that. I mean, it was just a bad day. No matter how you want to look at it, Garrett Wilson was covered, I think, really, really well. I thought Trayvon Diggs did excellently on him. Two catches, 83 yards, touchdown. But the touchdown came when Stefan Gilmore was in coverage on him. And honestly, Garrett Wilson just cooked them, just completely Garrett, cooked them. Garrett Wilson did most of the work on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, does have an injury. Don't know exactly what it is. I think he got the wind knocked out of him. I think that's what they okay. said. Okay. So I, I'll take your word on it because I, I haven't uh, gotten any updates on it. So if you're saying it's just, you know, wind knocked out of him and, and the game was, you know, just out of hand at that point, they decided to to, to rest him, then I'll, I'll definitely take your word on it. But I'll, I'll check up on it. But if you're saying it's, not, it's nothing too serious, then I, I believe you, Adam. Yeah, Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic on Twitter said that, oh, this page is down. Did, is that what he said? At least that's what Google said. Uh, huh. Weird. Anyway, I believe you. I believe yeah, you. I think that's what happened. Um, and I also just want to point out too with the Jets running backs, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. Take everything you saw in this game with the Jets and just rip it up and throw it out the window. The measuring stick comes next week against the Patriots. That is when we figure out what in the hell this team is. Not now. Yes, that's what we said. That's why I said off air. Yep. Um, and it's what I've been saying on Twitter. Yes. This is when we find out what the Jets are. Next week, not this week. As for my lovely, beautiful Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb. Hell yeah. The only thing he didn't do was score, and he should have scored because he was wide open on multiple occasions in the end zone. The Jets couldn't contain him. 
The Jets could not contain him. The Cowboys moved him all around the field, was not really, you know, dealing with Sauce Gardner a ton. When he did, had no problems there. Whoever was on him, there, there was no problem for CeeDee Lamb. And he was awesome tonight. Tony Pollard as well, seven catches, over 30 touches. Yes, continue to ramp up Tony Pollard, get him used to this kind of workload. Uh, Dak Prescott, as solid and reliable as ever. Jake Ferguson scored a touchdown. They wanted to get Peyton Hendershot a touchdown. Didn't work out. But Adam, our first immaculate stat line of the season goes to Luke Sconemaker, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Jets. One catch for one yard for one touchdown on one target. A beautiful, crisp, gorgeous 7.1. You know, I think that he should retire. Because you know what his career stat line is? He His career stat line is immaculate. His career stat line is immaculate, which would make him a Hall of Famer. In my, in our, in my book, in your book, in everybody's book. Without a doubt. He should without be without a doubt a Hall of Famer in that way. Michael Gallup, one catch for three yards on two targets. That is not good. Not good. He'll have better days, but the weekly floor is just going to be very, very low. And, you know, you look at Jalen Tolbert, who is way more involved than than he was. More catches, more targets, more yards. Uh, even Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, Kevante Turpin. You know, this is not good for the prospects of, of Michael Gallup going, going forward. And I think in 10-team leagues, maybe even in 12, depending on, you know, who's sitting out there you might be able to move on from michael gallup and he might be better off as a uh, as a waiver guy at the moment yeah um sorry i'm watching the denver broncos did you do you know what happened at the end of that game i don't Um, want to talk i got got a couple texts but I, i i i don't no i don't because we were we were on here at the at the end of the game Correct. So I don't want to talk about the Jets. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, whatever. This game is weird. Uh, okay. Zach, the Jets need to trade for a quarterback. Like, that's just how it is. Because, okay. like, Zach Wilson was fine enough in the first three quarters. Kept the game close at halftime. But he just doesn't have it. Okay. Moving on. Offensive line was terrible. Moving on. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. Got a 50-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game. What? Yes. Oh. Uh, oh. Brandon Johnson caught a 50-yard touchdown pass from Russell Second Wilson. of the day, too. And Marvin Mims and Brandon Johnson had two touchdowns today, and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton didn't have one. That's so funny. And I love that team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Adam. Yes, it's okay. Um, and you'll notice if you look at the scoreboard that this game ended in regulation. And the reason for that is is correct. They missed the two point conversion. I mean, do we know what the play was? Um, I will. It was to Cortland Sutton. That's what it says on ESPN. Oh, that's that's a bummer. So the two point attempt. 
uh went through the hands but it was good coverage on coral and sudden that's a bummer uh yeah. that's a bummer yeah you just hate to say it yeah you, you really hate to see it but anyway that was that's what happened it was that's crazy russell need, wilson I need just to see this. i need, I need to... the ball it was a crazy hail mary too it was like remember the brandon stokely catch against hey down the sideline yeah that yeah. one it was kind of like that, where the ball was just kind of like bouncing around. This ball was not going to Brandon Johnson exclusively. I will tell you that much. Yeah, what's he... so funny? What's so funny too is Marvin Mims two catches for two on two targets, 113 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Johnson two catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns on three targets. Like what the fuck? Oh, this team, this team is funny. It was a wild sequence of events. And then, yeah, Coral and Sutton just couldn't couldn't connect with Russell Wilson. So, Darn. yeah. Anyway, so that's that. So let's start off with the Commanders. Um, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is the man. That's it. There's, there's your. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag Ryan analysis. Is the man. He's the man. He is he the is. second best player. He's the second best B Robinson in the league, but yeah. he is still, he's still good. He's the best B Robinson junior in the league. That's a fair point. He. Yeah. He just looks good too. He looks really, really good. And he doesn't look like he did last year. where was just a volume guy. He's actually doing something now with the carries that he's getting to the tune of 4.8 yards per carry against a really good Denver Broncos defense. Like, does that make, you know, let's not pretend like the Broncos are, you know, a bad defense because they gave up 35 points. This is a good defense with a lot of good players on it. And Eric Beniemi has come in and he's been able to take really, which has just been, you know, a bunch of pieces, you know, that just been kind of rolled together with Elmer's glue stuck against the wall. And it's sticking and it's working. It's really, really working. And it's full credit to him, full credit to Ron Rivera, full credit to the players as well, because they're playing their hearts out. They're playing really good, strong football at the moment. They're putting up a ton of points. And Washington, in a division where everyone thought it was going to be, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles just, you know, going at it, Washington has looked strong to, to start the season. And people could have said last week, oh, yeah, it was just the Cardinals, whatever. This was a tough road win against a really good football team, the Denver Broncos to put up 33 points today, and they managed to still win this football game. It's pretty, I, I, honestly, they they were down. They were down in this game too, and they came all the way back. A comeback win for the Washington Commanders, and fair play to them. Honestly, just fair, fair play to them. Yes, and I mean, I get that almost beating the Cardinals, almost losing to the Cardinals, um, is probably not a good look and probably doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. No, no, but definitely not. Still, this game, this game had everything. It had a Terry McLaurin touchdown. Sam Howell, like Sam Howell, you know, this is the kind of thing that made people, you know, salivate over him when he was at UNC. Yeah, he's got that playmaker in him. He definitely does. And fair and fair play to him. You know, he he didn't look 
It wasn't the most pretty performance in the world, but he just keeps he keeps gradually improving. And we've seen that through the first two games now that he has his moments where he looks good and he has his moments where he looks like he's still, you know, raw. But that's okay. This is a guy that's making his it was his third career start today. And he managed to beat a very, very sound Denver Broncos team. So uh, good for him. And he got Terry McLaurin a touchdown, too, which for all the Terry McLaurin managers out there had to have loved that. Yes, I'm not one of them, but I, you know, broad. I I do like him. He's broad. he's he's good. Uh, the second former... the second that Curtis Samuel's a two touchdown day, this guy's blowing 25 percent of his fab on him. Listen, yeah, you'll believe it when you see it. When you which you won't because it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I've learned. Mm-hmm. I've I have learned from my mistakes. It's not happening. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that um, one before. Yeah. Well. So Denver's in trouble at 0 and 2. Still early. They could turn they can turn it around for sure. It's encouraging though. It definitely is encouraging though that the offense did take a step forward today. They definitely took a step forward. Uh they put up a ton of points. They just, they just needed to hold on hold on to this game. It was a game that got away, unfortunately. Um but then it's it's not all bad. It's not all bad, but it's, this is not, this is, it doesn't feel like this is a team that's, you know, in quicksand yet. Yet. That's a bit, it's a big, big, big yet. Yeah. That is the most qualifying. I mean, listen, Denver doesn't get any easier next week for them. They're in it. They're going to Miami. Mm-hmm. A tough place to play. As yeah. We've seen before. But, but at least they get to go to the they get to go to the windy city afterwards. Yeah, which is a get right game for everybody right now. It seems. Yes. Um. Yeah, that is it for that. I think we only have one more game left. We do. And this game, I'm waiting to hear this song. So you'll hear it. You'll hear it when the time comes. You'll hear it. Is it? Is it in this game? It may be. Process of elimination, unless it's in one of the Monday night games. Maybe. Okay. So let's start off with the Rams because I feel like that's what people are going to want to talk, want to hear about. Sure. So, Bird, Cam Akers. It looks like he's just on the bad boy list again. It's the Kyron Williams show now, which is uh, off to a good start. Had a really, really good day. RB3 on the week, 14 carries, 52 yards, and touchdown. Six catches, 48 yards, touchdown, and 10 targets for him. Out of all the Rams running backs that dressed, only Ronnie Rivers got an additional touch, and that was to the tune of number, what well, was one? So Yes. Kyron well, Williams looks, looks to be the guy. He is going to be ex- definitely uh, exciting going forward if the Rams don't bring in anybody. That's the key. I want to see what the Rams do. If if maybe Zach Evans is someone that gets activated at some point. Uh, at one point, they had, if they still do, yeah, they have Royce Freeman on the roster who dressed but did not register a touch. Uh, I wonder if they're going to bring in bring in somebody else. But it, the the Cam Maker situation is just dire now. It, it, it's it's just bad. Yeah, I don't get it. To be honest no. with you, no. Go to Miami, please. Yeah, I do not get it. What I do get 
Also, I kind of don't get this either. I mean, he's good. He's very good. Go Cougars. But, I mean, does Matt Stafford... We need to check Matt Stafford's fantasy teams everywhere. Because, oh my God. He is, like... So there's an achievement in one of the old Maddens um, on Xbox where it was like you had an achievement for getting your receiver like 15 or 20 catches to break the record for most receptions in a game. It feels like every game now, it feels like these past two games that that's been what Matthew Stafford is going for with Puka, Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka Nakua. It means no worries for the rest of your days. My son. Holy shit. I know. He's insane. And mind you, he's doing this without scoring. He hasn't scored yet. That's wild. Like. And he's on Monday night next week against the Bengals. You know what's crazy? He's already halfway to a respectable wide receiver season. Or he's already like a qu- a quarter of the way to a to a really good wide receiver season. Yeah, he's halfway to fifty. He has twenty five catch- catches. We're praying that some guys get to fifty catches, and here he is. We end the week two. He's halfway there. He has thirty five targets yep. already. Yep, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable what this dude has been able to do. Um, I begged everybody. I begged. 35, 40% of your fab, drop it. Go get this guy. And if you did and you listened to me, congratulations. If you didn't and you said, oh, this guy's just a schmuck who thinks he knows you know, what he's talking about but doesn't, go fuck yourselves, number one. Number two, I hope you're happy. Definitely me not calling, not calling out the listening audience because I've never done that before. No. Noted man of the people, Ed Birdsall. I am a noted man of the people, yes. And I'm sure there are people out there that will that will appreciate me telling some people who don't listen to me to go fuck themselves. Noted man of the people and big time cursor, Edward Soul. <laughs> noted man of the people. And a, a, a humongous big time cursor. Oh my god. That's I'm not like I'm not like some people that want to be prim and proper. You know, those one percenters that get daily emails from the Associated Press. Oh. have multiple degrees from Hofstra University, are award-winning journalists, and like to, you know, raise their noses at us, those one percenters, those fucking elitist pigs. No, I am like you. I am like the common man. I am like you, you beautiful people, big-time cursor, man of the people, and father of Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka Nakua, it means no worries for the rest of your days. I hope you get used to that song, Adam. We're going to be jiving to it for the rest of the season. Here we go. 16 weeks left. Oh, Puka Nakua. Here we go. Oh, I could just jive to it. Adam, on a scale, of, you, you, I've had, I have I have a lot of songs. I have a lot of songs for my, for my guys. Like, ah, do. Hooked on a feeling, you know that, that 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 kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what would you rate the Puka Nakua song? Hmm. Definitely one of the least annoying ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, DJ DJ Shark, not a fan. DJ Shark, 
it's it, it definitely can get annoying. I I understand that. Um, yeah, no, there were there were some pretty there's some there's there's a wide range as as far as tolerability. When you talk what's your about favorite it. song of mine? Hmm, that's a good question. I have a lot of them. It's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to keep track. I do like Elijah. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. That's a great song. It's awesome. And I hope if a Eli- if a Eli- okay, I will make this promise to you right now, Adam. If Elijah, give me, give me more scores. Hit it, Brittany. That's going to be the intro song to the podcast. Give me to give the me to the preview. Give me, give me more. It's such it's the best. It's we should have best. one of those. We should have a supercut of all of you singing all of your songs and just have that be the outro intro and outro to each <laughs> oh, <laughs> musical number. You want me to yeah. sing show tunes? I could sing show tunes. Well, you remember how this is also taking it back. Remember how I think his name was like Earworm or something where. Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck? It's a DJ. I think it's his DJ name. But anyway. He would do these compilations of all the pop songs of a given year. And like it would be, and he would like cut and splice lyrics of the different, uh, the different songs. People of a certain generation know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, oh, my generation. This is a very niche reference. Yeah, it's a very niche reference. But anyway, it's kind of what it, cause like they would take like little bits and pieces, kind of like, you know, like a ransom note, except with lyrics. <laughs> Um, with pop lyrics, and they would like be put to a beat. Give me, give me more, give me more. We should do that. I'll I'll send you a link to one of the songs because yeah, it's actually I, 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 I need I need to I need to hear this. I need to de- I need to definitely hear this. But yeah, and it sounds I, a lot better than what I'm saying. I'll tell you. I I know I know you said that. I know you said this before, but I just want to emphasize this for all the beautiful people. He had twenty fucking targets. I know. 20. When was the last time someone had twenty targets in a game? Uh, you might have to go back to Randy Moss, maybe. Adam, talk about talk about the uh, the Forty Niners, and I'll have I'll have the information for you. Okay, I want to know the record for most targets in a game. Also, if you can have that, if you can find that as well. Gotcha. Okay, uh, the Forty Niners. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, pretty good with the rushing touchdown, and really it was all rushing touchdowns all the time uh, for the San Francisco Forty ers which is not ideal if you have um, Brandon Ayuk because or George Kittle. George Kittle slow start for him, um, which is not ideal. But otherwise, you know, pretty standard stuff for the Niners. Um, you have it. Okay, this is number twenty on most targets ever in a game. The number one came. On December 13th in 2009, oh. the Denver Broncos against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, I think I know this one. Brandon Marshall. Okay. No, I don't know this one. I was going to guess. Eight targets, 21 catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns in the game. I think that's what the achievement in Madden the next year was based off of. Was based off of Brandon Marshall because that was wild. 
insane. That I can also look up. Absolutely insane. But I'll, I'll run through the 49ers very quickly so we can we can get out of here. I don't know uh, how much time we've been we've been on here. Um, Christian McCaffrey was great again. He's going to continue to be great, barring any sort of injury. Uh, Debo Samuel scored, which was which was awesome. Uh, Brock Purdy was pretty solid again. Got a rushing touchdown. Eight at his day. Uh, a very solid starting day for for Brock Purdy. Uh, George Kittle did not score again. Caught all three of his targets. And Brandon Ayuk was a little banged up. Uh, Want to hear more after the game? You know, if there's anything from Kyle Shanahan, they can provide an update on Brandon Ayuk. He was not himself. But then again, you know, was he ever really going to try and you know outproduce? What he did in week number one, eight catches for a buck twenty nine and two touchdowns against the Steelers, uh, probably not. But all in all, you have your 49ers guys. You're going to roll them every single week, and you just got to hope that the guy that you have is going to be the guy that's you know on schedule to score. Yes, and I was correct. Madden 11 had an achievement called Winning Isn't Everything, and Brandon Marshall is the picture of this achievement, and it's catch 21 passes in a game with one player. So there you go. There we go. Yes. Well, I, as you know, I am a repository for useless information. Yes. Useless knowledge. Yeah. Trivia. That is true. Uh, Spot on. Just a database of useless information. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. And you can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.